You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to your Valentine's Views podcast for Friday, February 18. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Variety of topics for you on today's show. First, wanted to talk about uh, a 36-pick mock draft that Big Blue View contributor Nicholas Filato did for us that, uh, that dropped on Friday morning. Had Nick go through 36 picks to get through the Giants' pick in round number two so we have three picks for the giants to uh, to talk about at uh, at number five for the giants giants first of two picks in the top 10 in round one nick chose mississippi state offensive tackle charles cross now by way of information evan neal and icam ekwonu uh, two highly regarded offensive tackle prospects were off the board already. Neil at number one to Jacksonville, Ekwonu at number four to the Jets. I'll be really honest with you, Ekwonu is a guy who, who I really, really like. I hope he's sitting there for the Giants at five. I would love to see the Giants select him. He's a big, nasty, mauling run blocker who who moves pretty well could go to right tackle could go inside to guard i just love the attitude and the physicality that the young man plays with might be a little bit of a of a work in progress in some areas in pass protection but i would love to see him uh, with the new york giants the selection of cross here at number five is one that i'm certain would uh, draw mixed reactions from Giants fans, you kind of hate to uh, to take the third tackle off the board with the fifth overall pick in the draft. But Cross is a young man with a lot of ability, very very smooth mover, terrific athlete. You know, for the position, uses his hands really well, moves his feet really well looks really good in pass protection he is young though and needs to develop some more strength he can occasionally be bull rushed the uh the other question about cross is the fact that he played in an air raid system and hasn't consistently done a ton of run blocking it looks like he he has an idea of what he's doing he looks okay run blocking it's just difficult to tell how it will translate because he never played out of a three-point stance and he hasn't you know, had to do a, a high volume of run blocking. So how 
how he would translate to, to the NFL is a little bit of an uncertainty. But to me, he looks like he has all of the physical skills and the athleticism to be a really, really good NFL player. I would assume that if the Giants were to draft cross, that he would move immediately to right tackle. He's still a 20-year-old kid, so a little bit like Andrew Thomas was a really, really young player when he was drafted. Might be a bit of a learning curve, but uh, reminder that the draft is not always just about the upcoming season. The draft is about getting players who you think can help you over a four, five, six, seven, eight-year period of time. Guys who can be long-term parts of your of your program going forward and if the giants were to select uh, charles cross here at number five or even at number seven i'm sure that that's the way that they would be looking at the selection of the young man if it were me in this spot as much as the giants need offensive line help it would be very very difficult for me to pass on notre dame safety Kyle Hamilton. I believe that that at this point he could easily be the best defensive player in this draft, even perhaps better than the edge rushers, even perhaps better than Thibodeau or Hutchinson. He's a guy who can do a lot of things on the back end of a defense. He can do everything from from slide up and play in the box to play in the slot and and handle uh, handle running backs and tight ends. He can occasionally play center field, has tremendous range and instincts, tackling ability. This, this young man is a difference maker on a defense. And while the Giants do already have Xavier McKinney, I think that, that Hamilton is a guy who new Giants defensive coordinator, Don Wink Martindale, would love to have as a flexible piece to move around as he builds the Giants defense the way that the way that he wants it to look. So Hamilton for me is a guy that would be really, really difficult to pass on in this scenario. At number seven, Nick went with a cornerback. He went with Derek Stingley of LSU. And this pick bothers me just a little bit. I know a lot of people in our mock draft trackers, a lot of people have the Giants going offensive line with one pick and then going edge rusher with the other pick. And in this scenario, perhaps that edge rusher would be David Ajabo of Michigan. But uh, the reason why this pick bothers me a little bit is not because it's a cornerback. If you listen to, uh, to Wink Martindale, um, he admitted during an interview this week with with Bob Papa of the Giants official website that he needs a number of quality cover cornerbacks to properly run his aggressive blitzing defense, a defense that quite often leaves those cornerbacks in man to man coverage without safety help. So he needs quality cover corners who can run man-to-man with receivers and can hold up, can be trusted in man coverage. So adding a cornerback early in the draft is certainly a strong possibility for the Giants. My issue with the Stingley pick 
is that as Nick mentions in his write-up on the uh, selection, this is really based on what Stingley put on film in 2019. We have not seen that player since. There have been injuries that have limited him. The tape has not been nearly as good since 2019. And it's problematic for me in 2022 to be basing a selection on what we saw in 2019. The, the other problem for me is we've talked so much at Big Blue View about the fact that the Giants need to stop relying on players with injury histories because there's no way to, to predict injuries or to say, well, we know this guy's going to get hurt. We know that guy's going to get hurt. But the fact is that guys who have injury histories tend to get injured again guys who have shown to be durable, to be healthy, to show up for every game, to play every snap, to play consistently. Those guys are ones who tend to, to see that continue into the NFL. Obviously, you can never, never predict a broken bone. You can never predict, you know, some, something like that, a hit that'll cause a concussion, something along those lines. But but I think that you have to factor in injury history when you make these selections. That is something I hope that the Giants do going forward more so than they have done over the past couple of years. So it makes me nervous to, to see the Giants take Stingley here. I have not fully studied cornerbacks in this draft class. Uh, the one guy who Perhaps I would take here if I was going to take a cornerback and it was not going to be Stingley, the guy that most people talk about as potentially threatening to take that, uh, that cornerback one spot is, is Ahmad Sauce Gardner of Cincinnati. So uh, perhaps if I was going to go cornerback here, I would strongly consider taking Gardner in this spot. Moving down to number 36, Nick selected Mahe Boye, an edge rusher from Minnesota. Again, this is not a player who I have studied at this point. I do like the idea of taking an edge rusher, edge defender with pass rushing skills here. Uh, you could also argue for another offensive lineman. You could argue for a lot of things, but I do like this idea, particularly if the Giants decide not to bring Lorenzo Carter back. Carter, of course, an unrestricted free agent heading into this offseason. And, and the Giants, of course, could use pass rush help. And obviously the way that Nick structured his uh, his draft in the first round, they did not address that area of need. So I have no issue at all with that selection. One thing that Nick did here was he did mention some of the other players that he considered, and he considered several tight ends here, including Trey McBride, including Jeremy Ruckert of Ohio State, including Jared Windermeyer of Texas A&M, and I have, to, uh, I have to say that out of that group, Windermeyer is my favorite of the three. I see him as a big, strong, fast, uh, 
athletic type who can play in line, who can play off the line of scrimmage. He can block, he can run. He's a little bit dynamic with the ball in his hands. I think for me, he's got the highest ceiling out of those three guys. And, and if it was, uh, if, if all three of those guys were available and I was choosing, I would take Windermeyer in, in that situation. All right, Giants fans. The other thing to, uh, to talk about is I uh, wanted to mention the fact that left tackle Andrew Thomas had ankle surgery this week. Thomas, of course, the one guy that you, the Giants can count on for their offensive line going forward. A little bit concerning that this is the second time Thomas has had surgery on that ankle. I believe it's the left ankle. Uh, during his, his two-year NFL career, he also had surgery on that ankle last offseason. This is not believed to be major surgery, although you know the old saying goes, you know, major surgery is surgery done on someone else. So uh, we'll have to see. Hopefully, Thomas will not continue to have chronic problems with, with the left ankle going forward. I mean, he's too important to the future of the Giants offensive line, and they have too much invested in him. Something else I wanted to mention, Giants fans, is that uh, looking ahead to NFL free agency, which begins in the middle of March, we've begun going through Giants unrestricted free agents. Check out our our uh, our story stream that, that lists all of those uh, all of the free agents that we've touched on so far. Um, on Friday, we are looking at 2018 second round pick Will Hernandez, who's been uh, a disappointing player in his four years with the Giants and is is likely to be moving on this offseason. But uh, give that a look. Take a look at uh, at what we've written on all of the free agents so far. Check out Chris Flum's prospect profile series. Check out my piece from earlier this week on new defensive line coach Andre Patterson. If you haven't done that already, please remember to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, follow at Big Blue View on Twitter. Make sure you join our community at BigBlueView.com so that you can discuss Giants topics with, uh, with other Giants fans. All right, Giants fans, thank you as always for listening. Please remember to uh, stay safe out there, take care of each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.